Almighty God and Father, you have promised that your word, which goes forth from your mouth, will never return to you empty, but it will accomplish what you desire and it will succeed in the matter for which you have sent it. May your word have its way, we pray, in every heart this day, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. So, uh, what do the following people have in common? Beyonce, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Adele, Justin Bieber, Kanye, and Taylor Swift. What's that? Somebody said something. They have their own Twitter accounts. Uh, probably. <laughs> um, they're celebrities, but they're not just celebrities. They are the A-list, or they're on the what's called the A-list of celebrities. These are the most bankable people. These are the celebs that are at the top, the very top of the pyramid. They're very top of their profession. Now, if there's an A-list, there's also a B-list, okay? Uh, and uh, in fact, about half of the A-list I never heard of. Uh, the ones I've mentioned I've heard of, but that's it. On the B-list, I didn't hear of any of them before. Maybe you have. Brent Spiner? Star Trek? Okay, all right. Trekkie out there. Pete? Postlethwaite? Honey, here, here, Pete? No one. Yeah, I, I, I never have. And of course, there's a C list, and there is a D list of celebs. And uh, the D list, I, I had to find out, well, what's the D list all about? Uh, these are people who appear on game shows, like maybe they're on a panel. And uh, I, I don't, I haven't watched game shows in years, but what came to my mind was Hollywood Squares years ago. And, and uh, Paul Lynn, people like that. That would be a D-list celebrity, right? Uh, also, people who appear on reality TV shows, and that made me think of uh, Rupert. Um, Rupert Bonham, uh, he's from Indiana. In fact, well, he was on Survivor several times. I think that's, that's the only show he could get on. And um, he actually ran for governor Back in 2012, he ran on the Libertarian uh, ticket right, against uh, Mike Pence. So that's, that's the D list. The word celebrity comes from the word celebrate. And, and these are people who are celebrated for something, maybe their athletic prowess, uh, their business acumen. Uh, there, there's a number of, there's different kinds of celebrities, okay? Uh, but these people have a following, maybe on Twitter, uh, or in, in some other fashion. They buy their albums and so on. These people are uh, even idolized by some individuals. And point A in your outline, uh, 1A, celebrities live what all of us fantasize about. See, celebrities are very insecure, like you and, and me. They, they, they want to be in front of the camera. And there are people that are famous for doing nothing at all except getting in front of a camera, and that's how they become known. But that's, that's very insecure. 
And, and we're, we tend to be very insecure ourselves. Uh, we will do most anything to get noticed, to be admired, to be liked. And that's what celebrity is really all about. It's about gaining the adulation, the admiration of others. People constantly make judgments about us. We make judgments about ourselves. How do we look to others? How do we perform in the eyes of others? What do they think of us? What judgments are they making about us? All of these things uh, preoccupy us to a large degree. It's not just the people on the A list or even the D list. It's all of us. And verse 38, the first verse in your gospel reading for today, uh, this is uh, verses 38 through 40. Jesus really brings down the proud, okay? And that's point one in your outline. Jesus, the Lord, brings down the proud. Uh, I quote Luke 1:52. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones, and he lifts up those of low estate. Verse 38, and in his teaching he said, beware of the scribes. Now, that word beware in this context means repent. You repent. Don't be like these people I'm about to describe, okay? And these people are the celebrities of Jesus' day. They were among the celebrities. In addition to the royalty, these people, these scribes, were people of note. They were men of note. They were lawyers. Uh, they were experts in the law of Moses. They could write out contracts and uh, agreements, and, and they would make judgments about uh, all kinds of things. They were looked up to. And Jesus says, don't be like these folks, okay? Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and like greetings in the marketplaces. And they have the best seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at feasts. Now, if you've been involved in a wedding, I think most of you have, uh, maybe you, you've had experience with this, where it, it comes time to take the family photograph. And, you know, the places of honor are in the middle, uh, closest to the bride and groom, but anymore, you don't just have, perhaps, four parents involved. If there's been divorce, you have maybe eight parents involved, you know, step-parents. And who stands where? Or at the reception? Who sits where? Where do you seat people? You and I know that where you are seated says a lot about who you are. And so it's not just people 2,000 years ago the struggle with this. It's all of us. And then verse 40, uh, Jesus says these people devour widows' houses. Well, uh, being lawyers, they would be hired to manage an estate. And some of them, I suppose, would probably pay themselves handsomely for their services. And that may be what's being described here. And for a pretense or for show, they make long prayers. They want to impress others. Oh, 
Here's why you should not be like them. They will receive greater condemnation, you see. Jesus exposes celebrity-itis 2,000 years ago. And, and he's saying, repent of this need to be in the spotlight. Repent of this need to be important. You know, the importance of being important. Don't be that way. Don't go down that path. There's condemnation there. There's danger there. Beware. Now, the truth is, you are important in the eyes of God, not because of anything you've done, but in spite of everything you and I have done, we are important before God because of Jesus Christ and his work. This is what elevates us before God. Nothing that we do or achieve or merit. So, point number one in the outline, the Lord brings down the proud. These people, they may seem enviable today, but they're on the road to ruin. And Jesus exposes their vulnerability to the judgment of God. And, and he warns us, don't be like them. Don't you seek the spotlight. Don't constantly be jumping in front of the camera. Point number two, the Lord lifts up the lowly. He exalts those of low estate. In verse 41, and he sat down opposite the treasury and watched the people, and the, the tense in the Greek means he, this was an ongoing thing. He, just, he spent time doing this. He was watching the people putting money into the offering box. Many rich people put in large sums. Okay, now uh, we read that in the Jerusalem temple there were 13 offering boxes. We get this information from uh, rabbinical sources. And emerging from each offering box was a large metal trumpet. It was a copper or brass trumpet. And people would throw their money, their coins, they didn't have paper money, they had coins. They would put their coins into the trumpet. It, and, and if you had a lot of coins to put in, it would make a lot of racket. And everyone would hear and know that you made a large offering, you see. So verse 42, and a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins which make a penny. Now how much noise do you think that would make? Two small copper coins. You know, amid all of the conversation and the business going on in the temple, you probably wouldn't hear that offering at all. Now, we're not told this, but I wonder, I just maybe speculate that Jesus, notice, noticing the contrast in the noise some offerings make and the lack of noise that this offering makes, he points out to his disciples something important about her offering. And he called his disciples to him and said to them, truly I say to you, Whenever he uses that word amen or truly, it means listen up. This is, this is important. Don't miss this. This poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box. You see, he's, he's celebrating her in a sense. For they all contributed out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty has put in everything she had 
all she had to live on. And the, the Greek word there is uh, bios. Uh, bios means life, okay? And so the, the translators, uh, they say, well, even though bios means life, she's really not laying down her life. She's putting in her livelihood, all she has to live on. But to me, the word, the importance of the word there means that, that when you put all you have into the offering, everything you have to live on, you're really laying down your life. You're putting your life into God's hands. That's great faith. That's supreme trust. So point A, the widow gives up her life, her bios. Perhaps she could have bought her next meal with that small offering, but she doesn't have it now. She lays down her life. And point B, the widow is a Christ figure. That's one of the big lessons, I think, from the text here. She's a Christ figure. And, and this is very common in the teaching of Jesus. When he, when he points out someone to compliment, he's really complimenting his own virtues at work in that person, his grace at work in that individual. For example, in the parable of the good shepherd, the, the shepherd that seeks for the sheep, the lost sheep, until he finds it, that good shepherd is actually a Christ figure. Or when uh, Jesus tells the parable of the Good Samaritan, the individual who does not neglect the one who's left for dead along the roadside, but actually comes to his aid and does everything, really saves his life, that Good Samaritan is a Christ figure. Uh, when, when he tells the parable of the woman and the lost coin and she sweeps her entire house, she searches for that coin until she finds it, that woman is a Christ figure. And, and all of this, this is very common in the teaching of our Lord. Jesus is all over the texts. And you always have to ask yourself when you read a lesson like this, where's Christ here? Because I guarantee you he's there. And he's there in this widow. So point number one, Jesus celebrates the widow because he sees himself in her, this self-sacrificial attitude that will take him to the cross, obeying his Father unto death, even death upon a cross, because that is the Father's will for the world, that he would demonstrate his love for you and for every sinner by laying down the life, not his own life, but even something greater, the life of his Son, something you and I would never do. He does, and he does gladly for your sake and for mine. Point number two, verses 38 through 44 contrast the way we instinctively are self-promoting and the way Jesus instinctively is self-denying. Quite a contrast between the self-promoters and the self-denying one who is Christ, ultimately is Christ. You know, Jesus said, if anyone wants to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Let him be like me, the one who denies himself for the sake of others. And point C, by giving up his own life, our Lord finds and forgives you and me, and he celebrates you 
and me. And this is what Luke 15 is all about in the parables there of finding the lost. There's more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over all the rest who think they don't need any repentance at all because they're doing just fine. Thank you. The celebration in heaven is over you and me. You are the object of God's love. You are the object of his forgiveness. Not because you merit it, not because you deserve it, but because the way he is toward you in Christ. That's the reason. The reason's in him. And point D, the Lord celebrates not only your salvation, but your sanctification. He, he celebrates what he sees of himself at work in you and in me. The Apostle John wrote, we love, meaning we love others because he first loved us. Jesus said in the Gospel of John, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Remain in my love and love one another. You see, it all begins with God. And his love has its way with us it makes a difference in how we treat our spouse. It makes a difference in how we treat our parents, our children, our co-workers, our neighbors. Whenever I see a husband caring for an ailing wife, I think to myself, there's something of Christ in that person. Whenever I see someone calling upon and assisting an aging relative, I think there's something of Christ at work there. Whenever someone opens their home on Thanksgiving or Christmas, there's an insert about that in your bulletin today. Whenever someone does that, I think Christ is at work in that household. You know, I, I recall the words of our Lord. I was a stranger, he said, and you invited me in. You know, there's, there's plenty of Indian, uh, Asian Indians in our community, Japanese. Thanksgiving, they don't know about it. Christmas, maybe they know a little bit about it but not what counts, which is Christ and his mercy. I was a stranger, you invited me in. I was hungry, you gave me drink. My friends, the Lord will celebrate you on that day. He will celebrate you for the love at work in you. He crowns his own work, his own mercy. He rewards what he has done. He rewards you for what he has accomplished through you. Yes, the Lord will celebrate you. And for the mercy you show today, others will be grateful as well. In Jesus' name, amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. And uh, if there are any LWML 
representatives here today, I invite you forward at this time to bring your mites forward and you can leave them on the altar or uh, on the offering plate at the foot of the chancel steps. I invite all of us to stand and we sing the offertory, page 192. Merciful God, Heavenly Father, the harsh word of the law slays all of us and brings us low, and yet you lift up the lowly through the good news of our Savior, Jesus Christ. May we hear that good news daily. May we pass it on to our children and grandchildren. May you receive all the glory, the thanks, the honor, and the praise through Jesus Christ, Lord, in your mercy. Oh, Lord God, we thank you that for the past 76 years, the Lutheran Women's Missionary League has faithfully sought to promote the good news at home and around the world. Bless these faithful women in service to you. And we pray that through their efforts and through all of our efforts, many blood-bought souls come to faith and be saved. Lord, in your mercy. Father, on this Veterans Day, we give thanks for those who have given their lives and those who have faithfully served in the service of our country. We also remember the end 100 years ago of the First World War. Father, we pray that through the proclamation of your gospel, you will promote peace in every land around the globe. May your word have free course. May those who serve in the military currently always have access to the good news through the chaplaincy ministry. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for those who have worn the uniform of our country and have honorably served. In the name of Jesus, Lord, in your mercy. Father, we praise you for those who assist with our MOPS Kids Ministry here at Grace and for those who serve every 
every Lord's Day as greeters, ushers, those who serve on the altar guild, sound techs, the acolytes, our nursery volunteers. Father, without all of this help, we could not hold services here, and we thank you for raising up faithful servants. We thank you as well, Heavenly Father, for parents and for grandparents who daily instruct their children in Christ. And we thank you, Father, for the ongoing generosity of your people in support of the ministry here. Lord, in your mercy. Dear Lord, we ask your blessing upon our Japanese Sunday School this afternoon. We also pray for good attendance at our English Conversation Partners gathering on Friday and our resume writing workshop here on Saturday. Lord, in your mercy. And Father, we thank you uh, for this Thursday's voters meeting, we pray that it may be well attended, and we pray, Heavenly Father, for your continued guidance for the ministry of this congregation. We pray for strong marriages throughout this congregation and community, and for worshipful families. Lord, in your mercy. We pray, Heavenly Father, for those who seek healing. We lift up Paul and Darlene. We pray for Evan, for Cheryl and Maxine, for George, for Catherine and Norb. We lift up Sandy and Barbara, Terry, Pam and Linda. We pray for Doug and Emmylou, Mary Ann and others whom we name silently. Gracious God, heal hearts and minds and bodies everywhere according to your merciful will. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Please be seated. We continue with our worship through the offering.
please stand. We continue with the order of Holy Communion on page 194. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you. Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same manner also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do 
as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
please stand. The order of service continues on page 199. Thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. O God, the Father, the fountain and source of all goodness, who in loving kindness sent your only begotten Son into the flesh, we thank you that for his sake you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. And we ask you not to forsake your children, but always to rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may be enabled constantly to serve you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.